Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Kevin. Robert. It's time for your favorite things. My favorite things. I can go really low. I can go really high. And that's why we work, because we meet in the middle. Right in the middle, Rob. Is there a song called Meet in the Middle? We should write it. That would be great. Yeah. It's all about our voices coming yeah. together. The That's deep, nice. dark, resonant tones of the my... sweet, light, tenory overtones. And at this point, <laughs> iTunes has pulled the and podcast. <laughs> There's literally a podcast about miming that's doing better than us. Mimes. <laughs> Mimes. They don't talk. It's 49 minutes of dead air. With a 30-second Wayfair <laughs> ad in between. It, they get a sponsor, and they get more we listeners than us. Hey, we get, we've, we've had some good reviews, though. We have Listen, we appreciate our reviewers. Oh my, my God. We've, at this point, I think we have 90 reviews, yeah, even for that big 100. old 100, and they've all been That's wonderful, really cool. and we thank everybody for their love and their support and their we, encouragement. We've been going for a, a good long while now. We really have. We really have, and people aren't sick of us just yet. And thank you for listening. And we've got some exciting guests coming up. And yeah, I'm really excited about We've that. got some good people, and we thank you guys for everything. And yes. What are your plans this summer? My Oh, my gosh. What? Oh. Now that we're probably happy through summer by the time we talk about this but no 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 i think we'll do that we'll put this on early all right we'll put this on early my summer plans are in no particular order <laughs> i i will i will i will go through this as fast as i possibly can and i hope people are paying attention i am uh here we go i am going off to the millbrook playhouse where i'm directing spamalot oh. um which i'm very excited about um and then at feinstein's 54 below where i am one of the programming producers we are doing my musical theater fans are you ready for this Ooh. we are doing um charles strauss and lee adams a Broadway musical. I know you love it. Which has not been heard in 40 years. We'll talk about that a little oh, bit I later get on. I to that. You're always welcome. Get a comp. Um, then uh, I'm doing, uh, in August, uh, Bandstand sings the big band. So the cast of Bandstand oh. is going to sing songs from the 1940s. And is your friend going to... Uh, yes, he is. Andrew yeah, Legere, who made yeah. his Broadway debut. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, Andrew. I'm so proud. And he's such a great listener of our podcast. Um, and then Jen Tepper and I are doing... Uh, this is going to be fun. It's going to be the Broadhurst Theater's 100th birthday this year. Oh. So we are doing Broad, Broadhurst at 100. Uh, it's going to be a centennial. 
centennial celebration uh, where people are going to come back and sing songs and tell stories about working at the Broadhurst. And I'm going to be there. And you're going to be in it. Oh, my God. You're going to be in it. Duh. Kevin's going to be in it. No, I mean. Uh, You're going to be in it. We also have Wayne Salento is going to be in it, who choreographed Wicked and was in dancing. Carol DeMoss, the original Sandy from Greece. Uh, And then we've got Aronson Flaherty recorded a message for us, which is very exciting. Walter Bobby. Walter Bobby came in a couple of days ago and uh, recorded uh, Mooning from Greece. That's cool. Which is really exciting. I feel like he sang it a little bit when we like. Yes. He he loves singing that song, doesn't he? He he did a vocal warm up beforehand. I was very impressed. Okay, Walt. Uh, Then September, September 9th. I'm just running through this as fast as I can. I'm sorry. It's it's like promo I love it. September 9th, we're doing Sugar. 54 sings Sugar. Sugar. It's Julie Stein and Bob Merrill score. I forget Bob Merrill did that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, And then we're going to do in October another Broadway bound concert. Uh, which is songs from musicals that didn't come to Broadway. That's right. I'm very excited. On John Lennon's birthday, we're doing. Uh, I'm directing and producing a reunion of the cast of Lennon. Ah, uh, yes, with uh, that our 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 oh, guest Don re- Scardino. Oh, who directed d- it? Ready for this concert? Don Scardino. Will Chase, Chad Kimball, Chuck Cooper, Julia Murney, Mandy Gonzalez. I could go on and on and on. The original cast is coming back. Uh, And then in November, I'm very excited. You asked me about my summer, but I'm just going all over. And then in in November, we're doing, I'm very excited, 54 Sings, Candor and Ebbs, Woman of the Year, where we're going to do a rotating group of women that are associated with Candor and Ebb to sing uh, each of the songs. Women and men. Both women and men. Love it. So that's... That's going to be fun. All those aggressive titles coming at us. Shut up, Gerald. (laughs) (laughs) The grass is always greener. It is. See in the funny papers. When I I listen to that favorite things and then listen to the album, (laughs) I started laughing every song. I didn't even realize it until Peter Felicia mentioned it. Peter. Oh, right? I and I was like, him. yeah, Peter's absolutely right. It oh, is I like a... Peter too. But I do love uh, Woman of the Year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're, we're lining up some cast for it. I'll give, give you a couple of names. I'm very um, excited. Uh, Bob Cuccioli from And the World Goes Round. And our podcast. And our podcast. Jim Walton. And our podcast. From And the World Goes Round and our podcast. And Christine Petty. Oh, I've worked with her. I She's a her. sweetheart. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're getting some fun people for it. Oh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's a November Woman of the Year. But a, oh, lot, cool. a lot of neglected musicals coming back. What are you doing? What are your summer plans? Nothing, Rob. <laughs> Nothing. You want to come be in some of these shows? <laughs> I got 88 cents. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to sing your thing. I've got a couple things coming up, but they're not in concrete yet, so I really can't say anything. Oh, I'm so but, happy uh, for no, you. Yeah, and... Um, uh, I'm going on a family vacation. Well deserved. Where we're to? G- we're going up north. We're oh. going up to the Canada and a cruise. Eh? Eh? Um, and I. That's about it for that's right exciting. now. Exciting. Good yeah. for you. You but work I'm so hard to be around. Yeah. It's there are things like you know we put, do all these projects and there's things on the back burner that are waiting to come around. Yeah. But we'll just see. I get um, that. Yeah. I totally but I, get I'm excited. I'm e- I'm just excited to have the the summer and to and. For once, I'm actually excited to be in New York City, to be honest. Can we go on a road trip? Yes. Can we go antiquing somewhere yes. and look for old cast look recordings? For I was going to say, I'm curious how our listeners find LPs. I, I love nothing ah. more than finding an old record. I was in Lowell, Massachusetts doing a show a couple months ago, and I found myself at this this record store was only open from 11 till 4 during the weekdays. Mm. Very well organized. I found almost every single Ben Bagley record that oh ever my existed. God. How much, how much I'm really? obsessed with Ben Bagley okay. stuff right now. So, okay. Every obsessed. time every time I go see a Ben Bagley record, they're always like ex- more yeah. expensive These than I'm These were like to 5 to 10. And I was going to buy, I bought like 2 or 3. They were 12 
or 13 there. I wanted them all. I said, Kevin, you got to draw the line somewhere. You can't just buy them all. Um, I wanted to. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Ben Bagley's, the, we've talked about him a couple times, but he, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, he put together these revisited albums that really, only a couple of them have made it to disc. Most of them are really only on record. And they were very low budget, very no frills. He would get singers to come in from Hermione Gingold to... Catherine Hepburn exactly, came in. and they would get paid nothing, and they would do a one take, and that's it. But what you get is a, a very raw rendition of these songs. I just listened a couple days ago to the Noel Coward one, and it's they're songs that are forgotten songs that are really really good. Where did he get these songs from? I think he had a, a, an arranger friend um, who, who just helped amassed it. Yeah, and I think that you know there was a small club of people who really appreciated this stuff, but he. And his liner notes, I took some pictures and I'm, I'll post them. His liner notes kill me. He's like, Ben Bagley lives in relatively obscurity with his cat in the Queens. If you want to send him money, he needs it. Here's the address. You know, I mean, they're very... I'll send him money. It's very, like, it's just wacky. And we've talked about him definitely yes. with yes. our interviewees. Yes. So anyway, I like finding that kind of stuff. Uh, friends out there, I would love to know if you're a, a record collector, where do you find your records? Where do you go? Are you like Kevin Daly and just buy them on eBay? No, that's not true. Kevin actually will send me pictures of himself at flea markets. Oh, with buy. these records, yeah. Um, where do you, do you where do you find your records? I okay. I will buy them usually at a. There's a big place in Los Angeles called Amoeba Records. Uh, Have you been there? Oh, uh, that's where I got my Doonesbury record. Oh, that was really? signed. But I found it for like five dollars, signed by Kate Burton and Gary Beach. Yes. Okay. So this is. I, I don't want to. How give excited? G- I mean, really, guys, is that that big I'm a deal? I'm excited. But I was excited. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give. Amoeba's a, amazing. If you've never been, it's in Los Angeles. It's in Hollywood. It's right on Sunset Boulevard. It's uh, a two-story building, mm-hmm. massive, where they have. Every single record DVD known to man from all types right. of genres, and they actually right? Have Broadway. I mean, some of those places don't. They only specialize in Metallica. No. There's a huge, yeah. massive Broadway section. Now, here's the cool thing: I don't think they know how little they're marking the albums I for. Agree. I and agree. And a lot of New Yorkers migrated to Los Angeles, and then they gave up their record collections. So there's things there that are like, I, I'm going to be honest. I know that I've seen the Angel album there for five dollars. What? And I'm like, how I, dare you? But you got a Doonesbury signed by Gary Beach and and Kate Burton. And I remember I I did Les Mis with Gary Beach, and I brought it in. I was like, Gary, look what I found. And he thought it was a riot. Because who really cares about a Doonesbury album signed by Gary Beach, except Uh, you and me and... Maybe maybe Robbie Roussel. And maybe maybe Robbie. And maybe Gary Beach. Not even Gary Beach. (laughs) Gary doesn't even give a shit. He's like, I'm fine. Even when I showed it, he was like, yeah, uh, no, I guess I did that. (laughs) I I guess I did. (laughs) That's what I Uh, I did that. I created that. That's so funny. So I'm just, I'm curious how people find, uh, how you guys find your albums. It's hard here for me, at least in New York, because there are some record stores that do have them, but they mark them up for a really high price. That's, and when we go flea market, Marketing, you know, Sutton and I are very particular about what we find because we say, oh, they, they overcharge, they overcharge. When you've done it a lot, you know, you know when they, they yeah. up, uptick it a little too much. So, but it's fun. We'll have to it's take a, a little, uh, we'll have to take a little uh, vacation this summer. It's also hard because everything is digitized now. So I only will purchase an album if it's something I know isn't anywhere else. Same. In fact, thank goodness it, this was a favorite thing, but castalbums.org, that website. Yes. I will, I will, I sit in a record shop and I love paging through old records. Me too. But I will get out my phone and search up everything. And I will only buy stuff, even if I've never, there's, I found things that I didn't even know existed 
Um, and I will, I will of course buy them because there's no well CD of it. I didn't know like like here. This this is an album that I picked up um, for like a dollar at a flea market, and it's not on CD anywhere. It the album says two rediscovered musicals. Side one is uh, Shirley Booth in Look to the Lilies, and side I- two. Pleasures and Palaces. It's Pleasures and Palaces. Yes, Rob, I love you, this album. Do you that have you the have. same one? No, I don't have this. I've, I've, I've secretly admired it. So from this afar. is the label is Blue Pair Records. Blue from Pair, a, yes, Blue Pair. Oh, I never even heard them from it. Longwood, Longwood, Florida. It says a limited collector's edition. So they've never been. It's a studio cast recording. They've never been released on CD. So this is this is something that I will purchase because yeah. I'm like I know I can't get it anywhere else. Indeed, and I do every. I check yep. all three. I check Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. Yep. And if I'm like. It ain't on there. I'm going to buy it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. How very interesting. Marvelous. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Marvelous. Um, so who wants to go first? I, you know what? I'll go first. That's right. You take a stand. Um, I'm actually very... I have not only my little um, three by five card today. I actually have a piece of paper. Uh, we've wow. talked about it. I've saved this with you. I think you already know what it is because I've been wanting to talk to you about this show for a really long time. Oh, yes. Because you mentioned it a couple of days ago. Yeah. And then you were like, I have to stop talking because it might be a favorite thing. I did. I really literally did. Lay it, it on is, me. The Fig Leaves Are Falling. The Fig Leaves Are Falling, which now, played at the Broadhurst Theater. It did play at the Broadhurst yes. Theater, and you have got to do songs from this show. This show is so good. Get, the score is so amazing, Rob. Get me a Dorothy Loudon God type. damn it. It ran for four performances, and she was nominated for a Tony Award. Four perform. Who holds the record for winning a Tony Award for the least number of performances? I don't know. An actress. Who is it? Musical. Carnival in Flanders. Dolores Gray. I love Dolores Gray. Dolores Gray for Carnival in Flanders. Are you serious? Yep. How many performances? I think it was like, was, I think it opened and closed on the same night. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I know she holds that record Shit. though. She must have been really good. <laughs> she must have been better than Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy Loudon had four performances, got nominated for a Tony Award for The Fig Leaves Are Falling. Mm. Uh, and and mostly because of the song she sings. Um, it, 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 it's, I, I don't know how to explain this. So what I did, this is the nerd. I'm like pushing my glasses. Kevin is so I'm, excited. I'm pushing, I love when you get this excited. <laughs> I'm pushing my glasses on my, my back on the bridge of my nose because this is how nerdy I am. So I was away on a gig and I had some, I had more free time than I usually have. And I thought, how am I, I want to watch a Tony Awards, but what should I do? Let me study the whole season of this Tony Awards before I watch it. 
if that makes sense. So I I literally went through IM, IBDB, Internet Broadway Database, great resource, and I went through in sequential order all of the plays and musicals that existed, did research on all of them, looked them all up. I found all these musicals I'd never heard of, including The Fig Leaves Are Falling, um, and from 1969 and I and then I watched that Tony Awards performance which just enriched that and and I'm also outing myself as like the nerdiest musical theater person alive I've never done that but it really adds to the experience of watching beautiful it, it really does uh, but what I discovered was this score this amazing musical let me give you a little context um, it is on Spotify there are are two albums on Spotify. It was written by Alan Sherman, famous for... Hello, Mata. There it is. Hello, Father. Yes. He was a parodyist. I mean, he would write new lyrics to already existing songs. He was kind... Um, Weird Al Yankovic says that he got a lot of his inspiration from Alan Sherman. Alan Sherman also um, was a comedian and a bit troubled. I mean, he died very, very young. He was a bit of a drinker. Um, he was married to his wife for 22 years, and then they split up after 22 years. And this musical is sort of autobiographical. It's about a man and a wife who have been married for over 20 years, and it's very much a product of its era. It's a very much a Mad Men 60s musical. To, they tried a theater company uh, off off Broadway tried to do it a couple years ago and rewrite the book and try to make it work. It's really tough because it, it's misogynistic. Yeah, it, 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 he's this guy that's like, I want to sleep with my secretary, and so he goes fooling around with his secretary. He lives in Largemont, New York. He commutes to New York and you know Wall Street. Fools around with his secretary. The grass isn't always greener, and then he realizes, oh my God, I love my wife. Like that's who I really want to be with and I never really appreciated how much I, I you know because I wake up every day and I do the same routine and this woman changed up my life but really now that my life's changed again oh my god I remember how much I love my wife really that's what it is mm. it's a bit dated but it's exactly you could say reflective of Alan Sherman's life at that time wow so what's interesting to me is one of there's two recordings there's a demo recording that they clearly made to sell the show with Dorothy Loudon and a couple other cat not Barry Nelson who was in the cast uh, Alan Sherman sings the songs um, and and that's a good recording but then then there's this other recording and both I should tell you both are on Spotify both of them are on probably Apple Music, whatever that you use. Um, the other recording is the one I like better. And it's Alan Sherman in a nightclub setting. It's clearly six months or so before the Broadway production. So they don't know that it's going to be a big old fat flop. There's a lot of hope. And Alan Sherman delivers these songs in a very personal personal way mm. and um so i should preface this by saying that albert Haig did the the music who did redhead plain and fancy um so the songs that i want you to check out friends if you can um oh, all of them are just so good all of my laughter is the one that everybody knows if oh. you're gonna if you're gonna do a song for at the 54 below that's the dorothy louded song i want all of my laughter so good but the song that to me is truly truly devastating is this song that alan sherman sings in front of an audience live called today i saw a rose mm. and it's basically about waking up and smelling the flowers for the first time ever and he he's he's going this is about his man who's going on his commute to work 
And for the first time, something changes and shifts. And he notices this flower in the same spot that's always there. Um, and it has a profound effect on him. But the performance that Alan Sherman gives is so... Dev- I, 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 the second time I heard it, I, I was weeping because I felt his angst and his turmoil and all of the feelings that he has. And if that's not what musical theater is supposed to do, then I don't know what is. Uh, <laughs> I just can't believe more people don't know about this amazing score. So let's change that. I think so. Um, I'm looking at my notes to make sure I've said everything that I really, really wanted to say about it. Um, you can't. You, you listen to the full demos. They're both on Amazon. If you want to buy them on Amazon, they're both on Spotify. Both of them are. Um, it's fun to hear Dorothy Loudon sing the songs. It's fun to hear Alan Sherman sing the songs. Um, you can f- uh, go on YouTube. And the, one of the great songs that he wrote... Um, and if you really want a really cool clip, check out Albert Haig, the composer, singing a song that was... Because Albert Haig played the teacher in Fame. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. So they recorded him singing did th- this song from The Fig Leaves Are Falling called Did I Ever Really Live? Uh, sort of existential, you know, if you look, look back on your life type of song. Um, as implied by the, the title of the song. And you see the composer actually singing the song, which is it's devastatingly mm. heartfelt and, and poignant. Um, obviously, uh, judging from my excitement, I can't say enough about this show. I, <laughs> Jack Lee was the music oh, there director. It is. There it is. You know, my love for Jack Lee. Uh, George Abbott was the director of it. It, it, it failed. It's definitely... A period piece. It is definitely a Mad Men area, uh, a, a, a time era, yeah. because of you know the way we dealt with women. To be honest, yeah. and it's misogynistic. But the score is so beautiful. That's hard. And if there's some way to to encapsulate that, like we do with How to Succeed with Business and all these other shows that are time pe- time period pieces. I don't know. I don't know if it can be done again. I read the script yeah. of the new version that they tried to do uh, off Broadway a couple years ago. Didn't work. Um, I just think the score is worth a listen. And I think that it is a really special piece. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Amazing. That's all. The fig leaves <laughs> are falling. Yeah, people. Well, check it out. We're going to put a song from it in the... I'm going to try to put all of my laughter, but now you've piqued my interest about the flower song. Oh, it, it's... It, it, the live version because he sets it up he gives you because he's he's got banter with the audience right and he, yeah and he's talking and it, it is it's so misogynistic but yet this is this man's he died like two years later yeah so you know that this is a man who is struggling with life and struggling with trying to make sense of it and the song is a direct reflection on that mm. it's like Sad. Oh, I can't wait to listen good. to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I've pontificated enough. What do you have? I, you know what? Like we say, we never talk ahead of time of what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Mine thematically is tying in because mine is a musical of its era that I don't think it can be revived uh, uh-huh. because of what it's talking about. Uh-huh. Um, and that ironically is the show that I'm doing at 54 Below. And it's going to sound like a plug. And this isn't a plug. It's a Broadway musical. It's Charles. I know how much you love this show. Okay. So I am not, I know it's not a plug, Rob. Okay. I know when we interviewed Charles Strauss, and please, friends, go back and listen to the interview. It's a really good interview, if we do say so ourselves. You totally fangirled out on Mr. Strauss. Okay. While that happened. You okay. did. And you yes. tried to play it off, and you're like, and you tried to fangirl on Lee Adams, but Lee Adams was just like, shut up. I'm going, I'm going to bed. Bye. <laughs> Lee, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, Lee, we've only had you for 20 minutes. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bye, Lee. But I know, Rob, that you love that, and I know nothing. So educate me. Here we go. <laughs> okay, this is it's it's got such a fascinating story. Both off stage, the off. Okay, this is a show in which the off stage shenanigans, I think, eclipsed the actual score itself. So, mm. for those of you that don't know, a Broadway musical was a musical that was written by Charles Strauss and Lee Adams. As you know, they they wrote Bye Bye Birdie, they wrote All American. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman, and applause. I'm sure I'm forgetting. Am I forgetting one in there? That's about it. Okay, Golden then, Boy. No. and then oh, Golden Boy. Yeah. Thank you. And then Charles Strauss, the year before this, wrote Annie. So Charles Strauss and Lee Adams get together with William F. Brown, who wrote the book for The Wiz, and they said, "What if we wrote a broad?" They said, "We've been in a really interesting position. We are all three white men who have directed and created, or have created stories about the African American experience. What did you notice in your rehearsals, et cetera, et cetera?" So they create a musical called A Broadway Musical, which is about a young African-American playwright um, who has written a play that is about uh, the exploitation of humanity. And he takes it to a producer who's down on his luck. And the producer says, I love your play, but the only thing that sells nowadays are musicals. So we're going to turn your play into a musical. And they hire, and the what happens is, is the, the the man eventually, the playwright starts to compromise his ideals, right? But the musical follows how a musical is created, and um, one of the most interesting things is is they hire a Sammy Davis Jr. type, like from Golden Boy who they bring on as the lead in the musical within a musical. And he wants to sing his own songs in the show and he wants more jokes and wants more patter. But the question is, is the playwright, how much is the playwright willing to compromise? And what's really cool is, is they get into some really good arguments between the Vegas superstar and the young African-American playwright. Cause the Vegas superstar is like, don't act like you're, not African-American because you are African-American. And every time you try to act like one of those white guys, you're embarrassing yourself. So it's also a play about racial identity. It's fascinating. The show started off-Broadway, directed by the African-American George Faison. The out-of-town tryout was at a church in New York City. They didn't do a legit out-of-town tryout. Their tryout was in a church in New York City with Helen Gallagher as the lead, and an act, an actor named Julius LaRosa as the young producer, as the, uh, the young producer, as the old producer. They realized this is going to be really, really good. It's dark. It's satirical. It needs work. And they're like, well, let's take it to Broadway. And somewhere along the way, they fire George Faison and they bring on Gower Champion. And now they're kind of getting into what the show is dealing with, which is an all-white production team putting on an African-American show. And Gower Champion is like, all of this African-American stuff is too much. Take it back, take it back, take it back. So the show loses all of its bite until it eventually becomes just a parody of putting on a Broadway musical. The show plays literally one night in New York. One night in New York City. Opens and closes on the same night. They never did a cast recording. There are This show has never been available for commercial release. No one has ever been like, let's go back and take another look at it. So I've always been fascinated by this show. I got my hands on a, on a, on a bootleg. My jaw has been literally, Rob, on the floor this entire time. And I listened to the bootleg, and I'm going, this score is magnificent. This score is 
is fabulous. It is like Strauss and Adams, I think, at their best. I think it's actually better than some of their very well-known shows. Yes, I'm going to say that. Um, Better than Nightingale? I love you. How can it be better than Nightingale, sir? How can it be better than Nightingale? Just some comedy. So, don't give me comedy. Wow. So, anyway, I was like, we need to do this show again. I I don't care how it happens. So, I'm like, I'm going to grow a pair. I called Charles Strauss and Lee Adams. And Charles Strauss said to us. You're the reason behind it being done at... So Charles, you remember Charles Strauss, he said to us, he was like, he goes, this score was really hard for me because I feel it was one of my best he and wrote, it was one yes. of my most personal and it got so dismissed. And it felt like he was almost like a little melancholy when he talked about and it. And I'm like, fuck it. We're going to do it. I am so So he impressed. said yes. Lee Adams said yes. And we're, we're putting it on at 54 below. It's July 15th at 7 o'clock, 930. Let me tell you my cast for this. Jason Graw, Glory Crampton, um, Kyle Scatliff from Color Purple, uh, Major Attaway from Aladdin, Clifton Davis from Aladdin, um, uh, Neva Small from Henry Sweet Henry, and a huge ensemble and a big orchestra. And I, we're rec- I'm recording it. And we're going to record the audio with hopes that we will finally have an archived version of what I think is one of the best scores from the 70s. And even if for some reason the recording does not happen, it will go on to YouTube and these songs will finally get the chance to be heard one more time. Not 40 years ago. No one has heard this score for 40 years. Huzzah! So Rob, like, I'm so impressed. Even if I sound like, I know it sounds like a plug. No, it's not a don't plug. say that. Just wait for a couple of weeks and then it's going to be on YouTube oh. and you're going to get to hear the songs. For fans of musical theater, Rob, you were doing such a beautiful service. Oh. You were helping Charles Strauss and Lee Adams. You were giving so much, and you were bringing to light, you're shining a little magnifying glass on a little piece of history that doesn't need to be lost. No, it's real. And I'm, I'm being dead serious when I say this, guys. The score is f- absolutely wonderful. It's absolutely fantastic. There's some songs you should listen to, which I think are great. There's one called Broadway, Broadway, which is about what happens when you first get to the city with a dream. There's a song called A Broadway Musical, which is about how painful it is to put a musical on. Didn't Charles sing that for us? Yes, he did. There's a song that literally has me peeing my pants laughing called The Yenta Power, where the old theater party ladies get together oh, and say yeah. that, that their opinion of what a show looks like is the most important. There's You might have heard this because it's been around for a little bit, a song called Smashing New York Times, which is it's on one of the unsung musical CD. It's about how you do all this work and it can all be summarized or celebrated or dismissed by a critic. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that, it goes away. So it's a really magnificent score. Like I said, I've got a really, really great cast that, that's doing... I mean, Clifton Davis from Two Gentlemen of Verona. Like, I, I it's going to be so exciting. And even, I like I said, even wait. if you don't live in New York City, that's fine because we'll post it onto YouTube. But I want this score to be heard again the same way you want Fig Leaves Are Falling to be heard again. Uh, I, well done, sir. So to me, which, and I think because of the subject matter in our show, because the... the If they were to use the Broadway text, it's very... There's a lot of jokes about ha-ha-ha black musicals. Mm. But the original script is really fascinating to me. Question. Yeah. Are you... I don't know how it's going to be done. Are you just going to do songs with dialogue? Uh, Little, it's, yeah, because we only have, we can only perform for 70 minutes. Right. So we've got one or two lines of transitional dialogue 
to get us from song to song so the audience knows context context like given oh, circumstances this is where this is coming from so right. we really can't but you're not doing the show you're you're going to but no you'll, you'll give the will there be like a setup will someone be narrating a little yeah bit we'll have a narrator maybe who, you yeah oh gee, no there's somebody else that i want that i'm hoping that we okay. get so fingers crossed right. um no but li- li- just one or two lines of dialogue to help Brilliant. us transition and Brilliant. i and i think the adaptation is strong. I think you can follow yeah, the story and what's totally. happening. But the first version, the one that was done in this out of town tryout at this theater, which I'm like, on a church. It was a church. church. I'm but, like, how did yeah, on Riverside sanctuary? It was a church on Riverside. I'm like, that was your out of town tryout. It was biting and it was satirical, and I think it offered a lot of good questions. When Gower Champion got involved, it became very, you know. Razzmatazzian. get it? It's a comedy. Well, yeah, he was a little. He, I mean, hello. Yeah. which is fine, <laughs> which is totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but I hope that if anyone picks up the mantle from this, they use the original version, not the Broadway version. Awesome. But the score was pretty much the same, and the score hasn't really changed. And it's a great score, and I'm very excited to share it with everybody again. Well, I can't wait to see it. A Broadway musical, Strauss and Adams. Yes. And, and you, the fig leaves are falling. Listen to them both. Uh, or check them both Alan out. Sherman and Albert Haig. That's right. right. Amazing. Yeah. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Kevin, guess what? What, Rob? We now have over 50 iTunes reviews. (gasps) Huzzah! Huzzah! Indeed! We are climbing those iTunes rating charts. That's amazing. How do we climb even higher? Can you take (laughs) me high enough? Little Rock of Ages for you. Do you know I like that you took it up so high, too? You didn't even, (laughs) you like went right to the tenor place. I was going to do climb. No Robert Goulet. (laughs) No. Can you take me (laughs) high enough? Thanks for coming out tonight. (laughs) And my falsetto there. Thank you. And a little Sergio Frankie? Yeah, a little Sergio. It's never over. <laughs> Much like the 24-hour buffet down in the lobby of the Dunes Casino. Me and Sid the Caesar. <laughs> Two nights only at the Mirage. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, lovely Ooh. listeners, this is where you come in. This is how we're going to climb those iTunes rating charts. That's right. Lovely listeners, if you love us. Would you go to iTunes, click on the iTunes store, search for behind the curtain, Broadway's living legends. Then click on ratings and reviews. Under the customer reviews, click write a review. Then let us know what you think from one to five stars. That's right. And you can leave comments too, like Kevin Thomas is a god. Or Rob, who the hell is Hervé Villachez? Who, 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 who is Hervé Via, uh, via sh- oh my god! I fell for it See? again. You fell for that it. wasn't even the, the man script. has never done <laughs> one musical in his entire life, and he gets mentioned more than Stephen. Right, Sondheim. but I love him from James the Bond. Okay, anyway, oh, yes. guys, help us out, please. please. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.